Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to All Things Division 3 Soccer with Simple Coach and Jackie. I am, of course, Simple Coach, and Jackie is right there, sleeping away. It's like 9 o'clock at night, and so that's her time. That's her real sleep time. The other, the rest of the sleep time she does during the day is not serious sleep time, but this is now sleep time. So hey, um, after doing that hefty pro rel uh, injured time episode, I um, had to get back to normal. So um, I, uh, I I decided to put this video together a while back, and I'd been doing bits and pieces of it, and um, but. Um, you know, in in 2022, in a, two years ago, I made a video called "So You Want to Play Division Three Soccer," and it was basically the recruiting process and how how to go about you know getting on a Division Three in a Division Three program. And then last year, in January of 2023, I followed up with another video called "You Still Want to Play Division Three Soccer." And I kind of dug deeper into certain uh, things um, around the recruiting process, playing Division Three and whatnot. And I decided three years running, why not? It's February. So I decided to put together this video um, that I'm calling, Are You Sure You Want to Play Division Three Soccer? I... So I went back and forth about how I was going to do this, how I was going to break it down for y'all. Um, and I and I decided to let other people do the speaking. But I, I, I wanted to talk about four things in particular. And actually, um, I'll talk about someone else who will, has a lot more to say. But, you know, the, the first thing I just want to highlight is... Um, around money and scholarship expectations. I think it's really important for folks to realize that in Division Three, money is academic, it is not athletic. And so the reality is, is even if you even if even if scholar athletic scholarships were permissible at the Division Three level like they are at Division One, you have a better chance of getting more academic money than you do athletic scholarship money. So if Division Three is your, is your avenue to continue your soccer playing career, focus on the academics. Focus on the academic money that you can receive. Right? And that's why when you hear Division Three coaches talk, the FAFSA is a big, big deal. Federal application for federal stu something, student loans basically, or um, academic um, scholarships. Um, much bigger deal, and you'll find much more success that way. Second thing I think folks need to realize at the Division three level, especially if you're once you're going in, like, hey, I'm, you know, all these schools want me, so I'm thinking I'm going to have to start playing. This is true, that I'm going to have to start training, and I'm going to have to be ready by August 18th. Highlights one thing, and that's particularly around time commitment. At the Division Three level now, in particular, especially the the more elite clubs that you or the more elite programs that you see, 
right? There's really no off season, right? You are you are either training with the team or you're doing workouts on your own. That's the that's the reality of it. And the moment you don't, you you lose you, you lose ground. And and folks, and there are players who will come in and be able to take advantage of the fact that you're not training and they are. You know, there's not as there's not as many as in the, at the Division One level. There's not as many workouts, but they're keeping track. Coaches are keeping track, and so if you're going into this, August is your start date. Be ready for that, right? Because it's a hard thing to get accustomed to, especially in the club atmosphere where you do three, four times a week with a game, and then the rest of the time you're not around, right? And your coaches don't know what you're doing. Which leads to this other point that I wanted to highlight, which is around academic commitment. That is why you are there. And I will say at the Division three level, in comparison to Division one, but because we're division, we're, we talk about Division three here, it's Division three. There is a lot more balance around why you're there. Right, and why you're at a particular school playing for a particular, at a particular program. You know, in, if there is conflicts between something academic and your class, or and your and your and your soccer practice or whatever, the academics wins. So if there's a class that you have a conflict with, you're expected to go to class because that's why that's why you're there. And I think you need to keep that really front and center. This is not a soccer journey to make yourself better and you become professional after four years. That doesn't work that way. In some cases it does, but not at the Division three level. I would also say from the academic standpoint, but also from the soccer standpoint, you there is a level of expectation that you are responsible to your team and to your school. And like it or not, as a student athlete at the Division One, Division Three level, people are holding you to a higher standard. And then finally, for my bit, two, two cents worth, the process of getting to August. Make sure you find the right fit, not the right division. Right, and I think that just find the school you like where you're going to be comfortable with, and and you'll see next um, we talk about the broken leg test, which I find to be absolutely hysterical. Right, the school you choose, if you broke your leg, had a career-ending injury, would you be happy with that choice? Would you be content to stay there and finish out your academic career? That is a that's like one of those existential questions that you must ask when you're when you're picking your school I think well you know my first two videos and then this first five six minutes of me talking um, truth of the matter is I I only know this from my experiences of talking with a with different coaches I don't pretend to have it to 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 focus solely on the recruiting process um, I let the others to do that. And in particular, I decided to reach out to someone who I consider is a friend who's 
I've spoken to before, we've done videos together, who knows infinitely more about the recruiting process and the about the notion of becoming a student athlete um, in Division Three. I just figured, you know, for this third So You Want to Play Division Three Soccer episode, basically, I'd have him back on the channel and let him do the talking. So to give you some background, Matt Bear is the founder of Discover College Co Soccer. He's a graduate, graduate of Catholic University, and so he lived and breathed playing Division Three soccer. I had a com this conversation that you're about to see was um, from a few weeks ago, but his perspective on the process and the expectations that you should be aware of are spot on. And you didn't ignore me, my two cents, but you ignore him at your own peril, right? Like you... Your what your expectation versus the reality could be much different if you don't pay heed to some of the things that Matt um, has to say. So with that, here is my conversation with Matt Bear, founder of Discover College Soccer, um, that we recorded a few weeks ago, um, and um, I hope you enjoy it. And you'll see me on the back end. Uh, Matt, hey, thanks for thanks for agreeing to do this, uh, sitting on the hot seat with me um, uh, on this uh, special episode of you know do what are the expectations players should have um, as they go into play um, Division three soccer. So appreciate appreciate it. As yeah, always, for me. as yeah, as no. always, love right, chatting so with you. I, yeah, so I. I love chatting with myself, believe it or not, you know, <laughs> that's why I said I need a therapist. Um, <laughs> hey, um, so I, I just sort of want to run down a couple, some points that I think um, players just need to be aware of, maybe even parents too, right? Like, I, maybe that's the case, right? Like, um, um, about their experience once they... I'll say maybe walking into school, but then also being there. And and so I, I figure maybe we could start in the with the first thing, which is can we just sort of clarify money expectations, right? I think there's this not so healthy impression that just because they're a good athlete they will get athletic money. And in Division Three, there is no such thing as athletic money, but there is academic money. So maybe could, could you just touch upon that because you're you're infinitely wiser about this stuff than I am. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, I mean the the big thing everybody needs to realize, no matter what division in in soccer we're talking about here, the the only maybe the only exception would be junior colleges, but in terms of D one, two, three, and NAIA. No, you know, D3 has no athletic scholarships whatsoever. Um, but 1, 2, and NAIA have limited scholarships. It's not football where there's 85 guys and they all get a full ride for football. It just, it is an equivalency sport, which, which means not a, not a head count sport. So like basketball, right? There's 15 guys on a roster and all of them have, 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 everything taken care of. That's not the case for soccer. 
So no matter what division you want to play in, academics has a much, much, much larger opportunity to save you money than athletics. Um, because you look at, uh, I think, Division One uh, women's soccer has a max of 14 scholarships. A roster size, on average, will be 28 to 32. We'll just call it 28 so the math works. That means everybody's on a half on average, right? So, of course, yes, yeah. that means they could give a full ride to somebody, but it means somebody else is getting nothing. And so that it's so rare um, for that. And so now you might go to school for free because you got a 4.0 and a 1400 SAT and they're going to give you half academic money and you can get half athletic money. And if that school stacks, you're looking good. Um, and I think that is the path most folks should look at. Um, but when we specifically are talking division three, they they know that they are not going to compete on athletic money because they don't have it. Mm-hmm. But um, they have very generous academic scholarships as well as other, we'll just call them other scholarships. I, I mean, when I went to Catholic U yeah. many, many, many moons ago, I one, you know, I had a couple different scholarships I got, but one was just called an admissions scholarship. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just the admissions department wanted to, give me what I they need I needed to get over the line to go to school there. It was yeah. a couple thousand bucks, but hey, it's a couple thousand bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um but a lot of schools now have I mean you can go to their website and a lot of them just have a chart. If you have this grade and this test score, we'll give you yeah. this much right off the top. And that's just the minimum. Um you know the, the, the there's departmental scholarships or or scholarships of certain majors, all that stuff. So when it's all said and done, you know, if you look at just sticker price of a division, most division threes compared to your division one, division two, most division threes will skew a little higher. I mean, let's, we're not going to, we're not talking about the IVs or, you know, some of the crazy stuff, but, or super private ones that, that, you know, are going to be high price. Your, your division threes are generally going to be higher sticker price, but you got to do the math. Of, of everything when it trickles down uh, yeah. because the, the, there is the chance that you can find a division three where at the end of the day, you will pay less than the division one, division two with some athletic money. So you just really have to have to do the math and talk to each school, really look at it and, and see what makes the most sense. Yeah. The, um, it's it's interesting that you say that because um simple player number two when he was looking at schools um he looked at a division one public and then a and then the division three privates and when all was said and done it was basically a wash financially like there was no we, we were going to pay the same or, no matter where he went and and it was all academic, right? Because the division one wasn't something he wanted to play at that level, and and um, so it was all it was basically just his academic scholarships and what they what the state gave, and all it's all the same. It ended up being you're paying X dollars a semester, no matter yeah. where you go, and, and that's what and it that's seemed what, like. 
Right. And that's what it was for me. Uh, I was I was choosing between Virginia Tech as an out of state student and and Catholic U. And with I was originally going to Tech, and and I would have I was like preferred walk on status or whatever, so I wasn't getting any money from from Virginia mm-hmm. Tech for soccer. Um, but with the academics and the different aids, it was going to be this amount, and then. Catholic then came through with that extra admission scholarship yeah, and it made it cheaper than going to, cause I already had my academic money from Catholic, which was very good. Yeah. And, yeah. and they offered more academic money than tech did. And yeah. then the admission scholarship made it cheaper. And I said, you know what? I'd, I'd rather be in DC. Yeah. I'd rather pay less and I'd rather yeah. play, know that I can play for four years yeah. than, than commit so many hours and everything that I, that division one would. And, and, yeah. It was 100% the right choice for me. I'm not saying that's the right choice for everybody, but yeah. for me, wouldn't wouldn't have done it any differently. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think also it's like I mean we 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 talk about this and endlessly about stuff like this. Like you also have to be realistic as a player, right? Like I think that's the really important thing. You got like you know not all of us could aspire to be professional ball players making a lot of money, right? Like it's there that route is very full of boulders and <laughs> not such an easy way for those players who are not the elite of the elite of the 50 guys, 100 guys in the country that everybody knows because they're that good, right? I think that's a – and if you have that expectation, well, then, right, like your Catholic experience was probably awesome, right? It was just awesome. But you also knew that after that, I'm not going to – play super professional to make a huge living and you know drive fancy cars right i think that's a reality that i think a lot of players need to understand absolutely um okay so i just want to jump in and and again just based on your conversations with all coaches and sort of your insight into this sort of thing so you know, one of the things I just wanted to talk about that the players need to be very aware of was when they when they um, when they do go to school, they do go to play. They're in a program. They're part of a team. Um, this idea that there is really no off season, right? Like, yeah, they play their fall season. There's going to be a sort of n- not so subtle suggestion to work out when there's right to hit the weight room and they're not tracking but they are tracking right like they know coaches know coaching staffs know and then there's obviously the spring practices so you you're you're pretty much committing you're you're com- you're committing to 10 12 months a year where you are fully committed to that sport right to to soccer so it, yeah good yeah no i mean well the the interesting thing is going to be over the next year to whether the NCAA makes the change that a lot of people have been pushing for in, in making the soccer season kind of two segments, right? Playing mm-hmm. fall and spring so that they're not cramming 20 games into, into right. like two months and is just, you know, spreading it out and allowing, allowing for more of a, of a traditional 10 month season yeah, yeah. almost. Um, yeah. and, and so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think, you know, each division has specific rules about how much you can practice, how many competition days you can have in that 
off season. But but you know there there are very very hard restrictions, uh, especially on Division three with that off season. You know mm-hmm. what you can do as a team and and what the coach can be there. But like you said, there's expectations of what you're doing on your own and and that sort of thing. You can you can have more hours at the other divisions and and whatnot. But but I will also say the good thing about Division three and and this is now. I'm going to preface this with, you know, everything that we're talking about are, is very much on the average. <clears throat> there will be outliers in either direction of, of anything we say. But, um, you know, there are schools out there that, Division three schools, where they're perfectly fine with you having a, an internship in the spring semester or studying abroad even, um, and which means you're not going to be training with the team you're going to be abroad but that's not means you're going to lose your spot now if you go abroad and don't do the necessary things you need to do while you're gone you might have struggle coming back but um you know i know i know students who that's high on their list they want to study abroad okay well that makes sure you're asking that question during the recruitment process because some schools that's no problem and other schools you know you might have those top 25 programs who they treat it like a D1. And if you don't want to do that, then maybe that's not where you should go, even though they're D3. They just have the commitment expectations of a D1 or a top D2. And, and, um, but you know, the greatest thing about D3 is the fact that they, you know, you might miss practices for class and that's okay. Um, And, and, and the academics is the the key component. I mean, again, going back to our, the last question, you know, when I was potentially going to Virginia tech, my name was in a, in a thing, I forget what they called it, like free time or something, but it just meant soccer practices were from 11 to one, which means I would not get classes scheduled between 11 and one, no matter what, Mm -hmm. like, and that was just the way they did it. But you know, Mm -hmm. with, when you're to D3, you might you might have a night class that's just six to nine. It's only offered once a week, and guess what? Practice is at it. six. Yeah. Well, you're going to class. Like it, yeah. you, it's, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, and that's both fall and spring. But yeah. um, yeah, the the commitment level, it it's no longer just uh, hey, it's fun. We're going to go out for a couple months and practice and play. It's not club. It's not college club soccer at division three soccer is legit. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're working hard. You're in the weight room. You're, you're training. You might have small group training. You might have, um, you know, extra sessions or things that you're doing on your own in season and out of season. But, but you also most likely will have some flexibility depending on, on the school you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of responsibility, you know, one of the other things that, that I think, guys going into the into to a program that I don't think you necessarily see it so much unless they play high school ball maybe where they have a responsibility to not only their teammates but they have responsibilities to their coaches and the school they represent to 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 be as to you know be a certain way behave a certain way <laughs> all of those things i don't mean that as a bad thing i just mean like i'm not i i wonder if i often wonder if kids going into their freshman year realize like there is this 
you're being brought into a group of guys who are being held to a standard and it's quite honestly a lot of times it is a lot higher standard than what is expected of your regular students absolutely Um, yeah Yeah. and and you hear it i hear it all the time in my interviews you know when we ask what coaches are looking for when they're recruiting a player it it, the the off the field stuff tends to trump the on the field stuff because the the on the field stuff's easy i can i can watch you play you're a good player that's like table stakes, right? That that's the bare minimum. Now it's how do you react when things aren't going your way? Coach benches you for something. How do you talk to the referees, the, your parents, um, other teammates, the other team? Um, and, and coaches are watching all that, yeah. and and because they don't want. You know, a lot of them. You know, they have the no no knucklehead rule, right? They're not going to recruit anybody that that uh, that is going to look make their program look unfavorable to other players, other teams within the school, teachers. The you know your the old adage, the name on the front is more important than the name on the back, uh, very much holds true, and and they want to recruit players who who fit that ethos. Yeah. I, I think too, like just, I, maybe it's, uh, again, I'm sure people know, but have to be told to be reminded that, you know, there's a lot at stake for these guys who run guys and ladies who run these programs, right? It's their livelihood. It is. And the last thing they're going to do is upset the apple cart by bringing in somebody who is going to be a problem for them, whether it's a problem in the locker room, whether it's a pl- problem in the classroom. Um, you know, they they turn out to be huge partiers and gain a, gain a reputation. Like, there's too much at stake for these folks, and and, and especially talk a lot about team culture and things like that when I talk to to coaches. Like, I think that that's a big deal, right? Like, that is a big deal. Like, they want they want a, a positive environment for their athletes and they don't just want somebody to come in and ruin it because you it takes years to build a really great team culture and it takes one guy to destroy it all right i think that's well and and a lot of times some of these either college athletic directors college presidents at, at the d3 level they're way more concerned with graduation rate team gpa and just the, you know, the behavior and, and yeah. that of the team than they are the win and, wins and loss record. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen many uh, a Division three program where the coach has been there 10, 15, 20 years and had, you know, two, three winning seasons. Yeah. But that, it's, it's not always about the wins and losses at the, at the Division three level. It, it is very much – they take into account everything else. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, lastly, let me, let me just say, it, is there anything you think that, um, players need to be aware of going into, going into, you know, playing for a, a, a college team? Is there anything that, anything else that you would, you would throw in there that somebody should be like, Oh, I didn't think about, you know, it, it, 
this whole process is 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 tough, right? I mean, I was just earlier today was interviewing a, a Division three men's program, a Final Four Division three men's program, um, and you know that they've had s- continued success for for the from the, for the last several years, yeah. and you know it's it's January and they're still locking down their their recruiting class for this upcoming fall, mm-hmm. which you would think, okay, final four team, they're 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 probably, you know, Set. locked and loaded, yeah, know exactly yeah. what's going. On. But it's crazy um, that you know there's still a very big, almost a division one or bust mentality out there, yeah. um, and and guys who I'm saying guys because it was a guys team that I was talking to. It was a girls. Different, but but I'll focus on the guys for the moment. And once they figure out, oh, I'm not going to go play at this Division One school, then they start scrambling for Division Threes yeah. and, and other places they can play. Um, so these Division Three schools are on a later timeline, and and, and it's hard. And but you don't want to, you don't want to be that person who puts all their eggs in the one basket and it doesn't come through. And the D Threes that would be a perfect fit for you that you would have an amazing experience at that you might challenge for a national championship at are locked and loaded and you've been shut out. So, you know, really do your research, find your right fit from an academic perspective, a soccer perspective, a social perspective, you know, folks always talk about the broken leg test. You know, if you, if soccer went away, would you still enjoy going to school there? Um, you know, really look at all of those things and leg test. Is that yeah? That's... Uh, yeah, like if you have a career-ending injury, yeah. you know, it's... broken leg test is better than the career-ending injury test. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can recover like, from one, <laughs> right? You know, so like, would you still want to go there if soccer yeah. was wasn't a part yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah. And and you really got to look at those things. And and the, like I said, the timelines are strange. Um, you know, girls, you know, I saw the numbers the other day. It's like there are 800 verbal commits for the class of 25 for D1s right now. <laughs> it's been six months since coaches can talk to you. Like, come on. Um, wow. So it's, you know. It's something uh, a little shady there, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just the girls but it's start the way girls, earlier. The girls, it's so just – I know of a girl who committed to a Division One program her freshman year in high school. She was really, really good player. Don't get me wrong, and she committed to yeah, go. I've, and yeah, I've That's I've I've heard of those maybe. two, but I mean, uh, yeah, you can't sign anything till senior year, so verbals, right, right. You know, it's like right. okay, well, yeah. th- does that coach even exist at that school in three yeah, years? Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. Especially these days, but you know, I people gotta just look look at all your options, do your research. Um and 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 find the right fit and and nothing wrong with shooting for Division One if that's what you think you where you belong and what you think you're a fit but don't discount Division Three because it's a great place to play it's a it's yeah. a great atmosphere I, I again wouldn't wouldn't change my Division Three experience for the world we've got the most uh when you look at our, at, at the Discover College Soccer podcast uh. Th- the most coaches we've interviewed are Division Three, so uh, you know mm. I'm a big believer in it, and and um, we'll have. And I will say, if you watch come. the games as much as I do, 
the quality is outrageous. Like it is, Matt. I'm. I, I know you were a good ball player, but these some of these kids are like really good, like uh, off the charts, just different level type players who could play Division One if 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 they wanted to or gave them an opportunity. They're that capable. I mean, absolutely. I, can, you know. You can just go down the list of the top players in Division Three and be like, they're Division One players. They're just playing where they're comfortable. So, yeah, hundred percent. All right, Matt, sir. Thank you very much. I will um, post links wherever Discover College Soccer prob- dot com. Probably the best resource for the recruiting process out there. Um, and um, love having you on the channel. Yeah, lo- love being here. And remember, your your viewers get a discount to be part of the study yes. table. So uh, I'm so still sure pining. Put that I'm in still there. pining for the hat. I uh, know, you man. Posted, you posted on Twitter like I'm wearing a hat at some tournament, and I was like, I got to do that again." Which brought I, me the idea. Like, oh, I, I was have uh, this past weekend. I was down at the RL Showcase in Sanford and ran into. It was cool because we had. I think I counted about 50 coaches at, at, at games for my daughter's team, and I, I think I had interviewed uh, at least five of them already, so it was fun to see folks uh, in person, and we'll hopefully try to rustle up those other 45 that haven't yeah. been interviewed yet and get them on the pod. So. Um, was that for your your daughter? Yeah, she well, oh, she's yeah. she's an 08, but she played up with the 07s oh, for the nice. tournament. They needed some help, so she right. she got some extra games in, which was fun. Nice. All right. All right, Matt. Thanks. Have a great yep. day. Thank you. Take right. care, Paul. Yeah. Bye-bye. So that was my conversation with Matt Bear, founder of discovercollegesoccer.com. If it's not obvious, he knows more about the recruiting process and playing in college than probably most anybody, and he's more than willing to share um, what he knows. Just remember – Right. Like as you're going through, you know, if you're thinking about playing college soccer, right, things to just keep in mind. Your money expectations, you're have a greater chance of getting at money through your academics than through your athletics. And in Division three, that is particularly the case because there is no athletic money. Remember that as a ball player, you have to commit time and you have to have a serious level of commitment because it's no longer the days of like club soccer. Hey, let's have fun and enjoy. These programs are pretty serious and all the interviews I've done, all the interviews that Matt has done clearly indicates that and you know, you're going to programs that put as much intensity and commitment as, you know, any other school out there. Um, and I think you need to be, you definitely need to be aware of that. You know, if you're going for, if you're going to school, if that's the path you've chosen and you want to play, just remember, right? Like, and I'm, I'm sure I don't have to tell you this, academics is your priority. And in, in and more so in Division Three, there is no, there is no reprieve. There is no, you don't get any special dispens- dispensations for 
academics, right? That is the priority. And in fact, at times, if there's conflict, academics is going to definitely rule the roost. And I would say, and this was even true back in my day, there, you know, once you go to, once you, you know, get a spot and you're part of a program, you are invariably held to a higher standard, both in, on campus and the community. And I think it's something that it's a responsibility that you have to take very seriously. None of the coaches, you know, they put so much effort into things like culture and team building and, right, so that they could develop young men and women who are proud representatives of the schools and the programs that they represent. And that is taken very, very seriously. And then, and then lastly, my favorite, the broken leg test. If you're going to school and you're going to play and you break your leg and have a career-ending injury, is that a school that you want to stay at academically, right? I think you need to really consider that, right? Because ultimately that should be your priority, right? Like, you know, soccer should be joyful and your college ex experience should be meaningful, so, um, yeah. So with that, again, thanks to Matt Baer. Just a couple comments about him there. You know, like I said, founder of DiscoverCollegeSoccer.com. You know, it, it, he is a self-service model, right? So if you sign up, become a member, um, uh you're, you're going to have access to a course from start to finish on, on the recruiting process. There's going to be, I mean, I've seen them, email templates. Um, there is um, um, uh, different, you know, like a cadence. Hey, when should you contact? What should you say? These sort of things. Um, really, really laid out for you pretty, pretty straightforward. Um, you know, the cost of the registration, registration to become a member on discovercollegesoccer.com is is pennies considering there's one thing that you get that is trumps oils and that is a spreadsheet that has every college program every college coach their contact information um as a starting point right and um, I think that's very well worth worth it, and you can actually see and dive into the schools that might might be of interest. So um, I saw that as well. Matt showed it to me, and, uh, and it's like the amount of effort to put something like that together, and here you have it at the uh, at your fingertips is absolutely fantastic. Um, and then lastly, I'll just say you've just become part of a bigger community of folks who are trying to make their way through the college recruiting process and the knowledge that you could share amongst your uh, amongst the members is fantastic and like i said matt matt makes himself um accessible to 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 people so i'm sure he's more than willing to even provide more insights um um for you so so with that if you go to discovercollegesoccer.com and you sign up and use the code simple you will receive a 20% discount um, and in full disclosure, the only thing I'm getting if um, 10 people register is I will get a famous discovercollegesoccer.com hat. And you will get 
all the tools necessary to run through a successful recruiting process to land at the school and play soccer at the school that um, um, is your top choice. So with that, Jackie's sort of, you know, doing her thing. She's a little awake today. Been out like 17 times in the last two hours. Um, it, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it was meaningful. Um, again, don't necessarily take my insights to it. Take Matt's. He He's knee-deep in this stuff. Um, but feel free to email um, uh, email me or I will I will pass on whatever knowledge that I have. Um, there are some great Division three soccer soccer programs. All the ones that I've dealt with are just fantastic. Some great coaches with with some incredible programs that um, you know you're not shortchanging yourself uh, by 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 going Division three. So with that, Thank you kindly, um, and hopefully we will talk soon. All right, Jackie?